I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Give it to me! Give it to me! Hi, I'm Molly Wood. And I'm Tom Merritt. Welcome to It's a Thing, the weekly podcast supported by you, where any dispute or claim rising out of or relating to these things, your use of the podcast or your relationship with Tom and Molly or any past, present or future subsidiary, parent or affiliate podcast or podcasts, whether based in contract, tort, statute, fraud, misrepresentation or any other legal theory will be resolved through binding individual arbitration, except that either of us may take a dispute to small claims court so long as it isn't removed or appealed to a court of general jurisdiction. Thanks for joining us. And, uh, of course, all of you will recognize that as the Starbucks Terms of Service. (laughs) Apparently, Starbucks learned from that Seinfeld episode with the really hot coffee, and you can't sue them. Mm -hmm. You will go to arbitration Mm -hmm. at Starbucks. This is pretty boilerplate, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm not shocked to find this in Starbucks Terms of Service. This is probably, if you do a search, in most Terms of Service, I'm going to guess. This is like they use NOLO. Is this for the website? Yeah. I wonder. I bet it is. Anyway. Oh, it's anyway, probably. Yeah. Welcome, everyone, and happy Thanksgiving in the U.S. We to the are Usins recording this the day in the before. Audience. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. To the Usins. Is that what you said? <laughs> to the Usins? Yeah. Yeah. People in the USA. Usins. <laughs> I believe that all U.S. Americans. Remember that? U.S. Americans. You remember that lady? Yep, such as yep. with the such as <laughs> and such as oh and my gosh as. yeah i'd forgotten all about her every u.s american it circulated uh, again recently it came back around really it made you're a, never made a too old yeah uh good times good times the internet is old it turns out the it has history it has depth is old um much like us but we are going to keep you young on this show uh by keeping you up to date and many of you know this term but we just want to have it up for the record and introduce those who don't know uh the term eight to mean something was accomplished very well yes as in technically according to urban dictionary just means did that but its implication its usage is usually like to perform a task extremely well Yes, exactly. That they have listed as the second definition on mm. uh, Urban Dictionary, but it has really, <laughs> at this point, evolved into fully that usage. And in fact, my favorite variation I just saw, it's in Urban Dictionary, but my favorite variation uh, that I've seen recently was she ate and left no crumbs. Yeah, left no crumbs. That's it. I yeah, like, I like that one too. Yeah. yeah, left no crumbs has been add on. But yes, we are talking about eight as in the past tense of eat. Which when when we were growing up and we're like little skateboarders or whatever, eat mm-hmm. it was a bad thing. Or yeah. he ate Molly it, maybe ate he it. fell down. Yeah. Right. It was like Oof. snowboarding lingo, but now somehow okay? it yeah. has become a but good now thing. it's Molly ate the stage means yeah. Molly rocked out while giving her talk at a seminar, I guess, would be I the guess stage so. on. He <laughs> ate that. And I hear my I oh, hear you my ate. kid You totally ate. I hear my kid do it all the time. We just, we literally yep. had to put a pin in this because 
I have been having lots of dinners with my son and his girlfriend. Which is the greatest thing ever. I'm, a, I'm scared to say it. Like, I don't want to jinx it or whatever. But they just mm-hmm, literally mm-hmm. sit there and they like, well, you know, he'll watch a basketball video. He ate that. Oh, yeah. She ate that. Oh, he ate. Oh, he ate. left no crumbs. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. So there you go. And how they, appropriate they for the day before finish dinner and compliment the chef by, by saying, you ate. Mm-hmm. You ate. You ate. We ate what you ate. <laughs> or if you, if you eat so well, can you say, wow, you ate. No. No. Okay. No. That's the point at which the Gen Z at your table will be like. <laughs> they, they will get up and leave. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> you have no risk. <laughs> uh, get the risk. <laughs> I'm going to give you all permission to turn this into like the dad joke of all dad jokes at Thanksgiving. Like, feel free. Oh, yeah. Feel take it and run. Go for free. it. Yeah. Or, and, or my, my, I think the move is. To just uh, subtly work it in in an appropriate manner. Look for the most appropriate manner. Maybe you're watching the football game and there's mm-hmm. a particularly great play and go, oh, he ate. And then just watch for the reactions. Yes. Just you got to you got to be cool about it. Like you do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, hold on. Apparently, I'm not, do not disturb. Let's just fix oh, that. That was, uh, your, that was your son texting you. No, he cannot yeah, say it's like, it that no, way. Stop. Please stop saying it like that. No, you <laughs> please, cannot. Please stop. For the love and of left everything. no crumbs. Um, I love left no crumbs. That's a that's a good good ex- extra. I remember. really do. It's actually like it somehow it takes it from. And also, if you were if you just say like he ate, or it's so it gets swallowed. No pun intended, and you can't understand what someone said. But if they say ate and left no crumbs, then it starts to make sense, even though it doesn't make sense anyway. It makes sense. Yeah. If he left his get out for the Rizzler, he might eat ate and left no crumbs. <laughs> yeah, that. That's right, a sentence. So I have seen this uh my first thing today all over. And mm. as is so often the case, it was only in researching why for this show that I discovered that it has it's a thing in a way that I didn't even expect. So the oh, thing itself nice. is thing uh, ash. Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a a ruberos. It's a, a mat- <laughs> or a it? matryoshka. It's a matryoshka, matryoshka of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Matryoshka. Um, it's ashwagandha is the thing. Bless you. And ashwagandha, exactly, is an herb that is classified as what is known as an adaptogen. And adaptogens are also a thing right now. This idea that there are herbs that calm you down. Mm-hmm. That's basically what an adaptogen is. That they are supposed to improve your body's ability to cope with stress. Um, ashwagandha is believed to do all of this. You sometimes see it like you can, you actually see it in like menopause formulations. It, it comes as just a little dropper. I mean, I've used it for sleep actually, and it really works. I mean, I have like a super sensitive, weird little body. And so things like that just make me go to sleep. Ashwagandha is supposed to be uh, anti-inflammatory and, uh, all of these wonderful things reset your circadian rhythm. It's like magical. And then I was like, why am I seeing it? This is just everywhere. Why am I seeing this everywhere? And then I realized that evidently TikTokers call it glizzy pills. <laughs> That's better. I like that. Glizzy. Yeah. Because apparently they think that it's good for libido. Riz, ziz, and gliz. Glizzy. Glizzy pills. Now, and I had to look that up. I was like, what? What What do you mean glizzy pills? 
evidently ashwagandha is supposed to increase testosterone levels in men, they think. Oh, uh, okay. And uh, increase libido overall. There was like a headline that I came across about penis size. Like, I think they think this thing can do all kinds of stuff. I mean, put out a medicine and somebody will turn it into an ad for penis size. That's just exactly. a rule of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, it's been around in Ayurveda healing forever. Like yeah, I have is, no doubt you know, that this is a real herb with real remedies, whether whether it absolutely. does all the things that people want it to do may, is may or may not true. But but these kinds of herbs generally do have anti-inflammatory properties. That's pretty common. Yeah, it, it feels totally. very similar to ginseng, which I know it's called the Indian ginseng in this mm-hmm. article uh, from the New York Post. But ginseng has like real actual prop medicinal properties that that go back you know centuries uh but also people try to claim ginseng does things that it doesn't as well right exactly and ashwagandha seems to be in exactly the same category where it has real you know they've done placebo studies and they found Mm -hmm. slight reductions in in depression and anxiety and blood pressure and um all the things that you would expect from something that is anti-inflammatory i mean i think what we're learning is that inflammation is everything you know so as to the but it explains why because i was like my god why is this everywhere all of a sudden it's like uh-huh. it's the new cbd right it's in drinks and yeah. it's in this and that and, da, da, da. and i'm like oh this look is a at great that. one it's oh, a good thank one you for this yeah, you're yeah. Gonna see it every- also honestly i take one little dropper of this and i'm out like trout ashwell good, good night ya. so, so good it makes you sleepy oh yeah and yeah. actually i've taken it during the day when I'm awake and I do feel a bit of a calming effect. Like it's hard to explain it. It's more like what I'll notice is that all of a sudden I'm like, I feel fine. Mm. Like I don't feel a physical effect. I just sort of all of a sudden I'm sitting there like, I feel, I feel good. Which if you have a little bit of low level inflammation, it makes you nervous. It makes you feel like it's very often expresses as nervous energy. Mm -hmm. And if this combats that inflammation down, then suddenly you'd feel calm. Yeah. yeah, I'm a fan. I'm I'm, a fan. I like it. I mean, I, haven't I don't tried know about calling thing. it glizzy pills, but I'm right. I'm I'm in. <laughs> now it's like a little bit dead to me because that's so uncomfortable. <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah. No matter what, though, whatever, whatever, whatever it's for, it's a thing. Okay, so here's here's going to be one of my tests of of the level. I I, I have the ashwagandha is a thing. I'm not doubting that in, in any way, shape, or form. But ginseng got so big that the Turleys in Southern Illinois started a ginseng farm. And it's like, wow, ginseng has really penetrated the consciousness if a small farm in Southern Illinois is growing ginseng. Uh, If I go back to Greenville sometime and I see the Turleys have started farming ashwagandha, (laughs) (laughs) then there you go. (laughs) All right. Well, I am very glad to hear that your Gen Z son – uh, has uh, been able to find someone to spend time with without having to rely on a dating app. But apparently, uh, well, actually, I don't know. Maybe they did. Uh, but apparently, uh, Gen Z is is having a hard time uh, finding partners and is abandoning dating apps. Uh, mm-hmm. An Axios Generation Lab poll found that 79% of college students do not use dating apps regularly. They're just like, it's too much of a mess. You don't find anyone. No one swipes properly. I'm just going to meet people in person. Yeah. This is such 
a thing. I have heard this coming up over and over, and I don't think it's just Gen Z. Like millennials are leaving. Uh, I mean, apparently it's just going to be olds on the dating apps. I was going to say, apparently the boomers are the only ones that are sticking around on the apps. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's literally just like Facebook, which is hysterical. Um, Yeah, it is. uh, Everyone is talking about this, actually, that the dating apps are just. And they are, in fact, it's interesting because they're kind of in the same category as just social media writ large. Like they make you feel crappy. Mm -hmm. Nobody on there is real. (laughs) <laughs> it's yep. all bots and stuff. <laughs> You're probably going to get scammed. It's a waste of t- it's a it's a way to waste a bunch of time like window shopping. Um but yeah, this is a huge trend and it's super interesting because it seems to also kind of maybe coincide with them just not dating as much or like the remember there was like the, all those that. stories about yeah. how they're not having sex mm-hmm. either. Right. Right. But uh maybe if they can't get the dating apps to work that would be explained why they're not having sex. Yeah, exactly. And I wonder <laughs> If this also, I mean, it's funny that all this is being written and nobody's mentioning that, like, there was a pandemic and now there's not. <laughs> like, now mm-hmm. they're back at bars. <laughs> so there could be that, too, that they actually There's sort just of that excitement them. of, like, oh, I could actually see people in person. This is really fun. Let me just do that. Yeah. 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 Um, I think it just I, actually genuinely got terrible. I think they always were. <laughs> I don't know that they were ever great. I never really used them. So I, I should, I really have no standing to say, but um, I, I do think that the millennials who really powered the rise of dating apps probably liked them because they were new and it was technology and it was hip, right? Ooh, let's try the dating apps. It's something the old people are skeptical about. Then the millennials get older the old people get comfortable with Facebook and the dating apps. It's no longer cool. So the younger folks, the Gen Z folks, aren't looking at it as like, oh, this is the new cool way to do things. They're looking at it as this is the way all the adults do it. Uh, and that, you know, takes the rose colored glasses off and they're like, and it's really crappy. <laughs> like, I'm not going to pretend this is good. And great. Right. I know there's somebody listening right now who's like, no, I met someone through a dating app and it works. Uh, yeah. yes, I also have had a, a substantial conversation on Twitter. Like it can happen. Uh, but it doesn't mean it's the norm. I think that that, I think some of that may be the case. And also, I mean, I think all of that is the case. No question. These things got old, right? But it, yeah. as with everything, I think it's also, a, it, it is inclusive of the distorting effects of scale. So you started to really genuinely get a lot of like bots and scams on some of these things. Uh, yeah, which is also so, so a social many. networking parallel, right? Like when it was small, it was fun, but then everybody exactly. came. Yeah. yeah so yeah. scale screwed it up. Like scale screws up everything, honestly. The, the, the need to make money screwed them up because then there's now there's this built in like you have to pay for this and there's all these little uh, upcharges and they're very very expensive and you never quite feel like you're getting your money's worth because love is hard to program and i all and then i think there is a sociological aspect to it i think that these apps did change the way people date and so what you what some of this backlash is about mm is not just about the user experience, the irritation of scale, the constant upcharging, the cost. It's also about the fact that they created this expectation and behavior set around disposability of humans. Like you just, uh, you just swipe left and it's super surface level. And, you know, it's Mm -hmm. just no, 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 no. There are all these behaviors that became built into 
dating apps like you chat with someone and then disappear. And so people complain about ghosting. And like there's if you spend enough time on dating apps, you see people complaining about all the things that make them suck. And it's it's very interesting because I think that they did they were so impactful that they changed society a little bit. And now people don't like that, too. Yeah. And so they're just trying to figure out how to like return to more meaningful, trustworthy connections. I think if they worked, right? If you were like, oh, you know oh, what? I but I find work. people. I also think they have worked. I know a lot. I mean, this is how people meet now or was. But I think people are suspicious too. They're like, these dating apps only exist to make you not find a partner. Because that's not their business model. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted. Yeah. If they worked. No, I, no, I was going to, I was going to say like, it, I think one of the issues is that, uh, you wouldn't mind paying. You wouldn't even mind the the annoying upcharges if you're like, mm-hmm. I get so there's such great dates out of right. it, right? right? The scale could cut both ways. Scale could be great if it's like, man, more people are using this. And so there's more wonderful options, <laughs> but it's like neither one of those are true. So that yeah. points to your third thing, which is like, so this isn't working well. Right. This is this is not something people are enjoying. They're not they're not being satisfied by using it or right. or or those things would would not be as as much of a negative as they are. And maybe actually there was a brief moment in time when they did work pretty well and then they stopped working. And then that's what you know, it's like because then it was a reasonable sized pool. It was people who were all looking mm-hmm. for the same thing. And then it just kind of. Yeah. Got ugly. And now everyone hates it. Because they do. You're right. They still work for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. They just don't work the way a lot of people want them to work. And the transaction cost is very high. <laughs> Let's just say, metaphorically yeah. speaking. Also, um, I, I had the thought when you were talking earlier that like maybe when people went to meet in person, they found there was less competition because the dating apps pulled a bunch of people out of the dating pool. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, wait, this is awesome. Hey, this is great. <laughs> yeah. I, li- I actually prefer this instead. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. It's. I mean, it is just really interesting. Like everything old is new again, and and it might just be that like meeting in person is new again. Yeah. How? And what a concept. Back. Because because there'll be some generative model that becomes really like great at picking mates. Like, oh yeah, the old stuff never worked, but this really works. Like, I, this, I wouldn't though. be shocked to see that. Yeah. 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 That could happen. That could happen. Um. Okay. We have now reached the moment that I have been waiting for. Like, arguably for, like, several decades, at least two, but certainly since the inception of the show, I cannot believe, and this will explain why I have, like, dark lipstick, big gold hoops, messy hair, and a black sweatshirt on right now, because I'm returning to the glory days when Creed is a thing. Wait, Creed's a thing again? Creed is a thing again! (laughs) No! Creed is a thing! Wow. Yeah. Okay. We got to you, that part of the nostalgia cycle. Yes, I'm, I'm amazed. Here we're here. We are here. Creed, the erstwhile Christian band fronted by a uh, troubled frontman Scott Stapp. And and frankly, like this just harkens back to what I still think is one of the funniest episodes we've ever done when one of our early shout outs were set to the tune of the Creed song Higher. <laughs> and I sang the whole thing. And uh, look, this is where it all comes out. Like, this is my absolute trashy, dirty, like, 
uh, a secret pleasure. Like I love Creed. My brother and I share a love for Creed like you would not even imagine. We had like a Hunter S. Thompson adventure when we drove to a Creed concert in like Marysville, California in 2000 or 2001. Okay, so here's what happened. Some very, very smart people launched a 90, summer of 99 cruise, uh, music cruises, and they called them Creed Cruises. Mm. And they had like some of the Creed band members because the band broke up and Mark Tremonti is off doing something and Scott Stapp is like trying to be a solo artist and whatever. And then they had Daughtry, who was also like super freaking awesome artist from that era. And they, the Creed, Cru- Creed Cruises sold out like this. Like over freaking night. And they had like six of them and they had to add more and it just kept getting more and more popular. And so now there's a full on summer of 99 tour. <laughs> and you better believe that I spent $800 on Creed tickets with the VIP oh, update in the parking pass for my bro ham and I. And then uh, an article appeared in Vice on November 17th. Headline, hear me out. Creed are finally cool. Oh, what? Fi- finally? You mean cool? To which again. my brother and I Which is put again. I'll tell you. you yeah. can go to hell. <laughs> you can go straight to hell because they always been cool and you just didn't know. Uh, so I, there's a I whole to- think piece about how Creed is cool again because it's just easy. It's just like simple. It's the sincerity, the simplicity, the, the olive garden, the sheer olive gardenness. Of it. <laughs> and Creed is back and they're freaking awesome. And I can't believe, I can't believe we finally come to the moment when Creed is a thing. I'm so happy. I feel, I feel like this is so long in coming because the first Creed breakup <laughs> happened in June 2004, a month before I met you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you talked about Creed constantly. I was probably pretty upset then. In Buzz Out Loud, terms of like oh creed i'm sorry they broke up oh creed they're do- doing a reunion you know mm-hmm. in like 2009 or whatever you know like oh creed 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 and then i was like just secrety just like secret-y. weaving its way through the gestalt of our podcasting careers uh this whole time and and this this feels like the culmination you know <gasps> that they are they are finally returning and apparently three doors down also touring with them yeah three doors down also freaking touring with them. Let me just say, I've been rocking. I created a playlist that I call Midwest Trash, and it's just full of Creed, Daughtry, Three Doors Down, and a little bit of Stained. And it is the sickest thing. And I've just been driving around doing Thanksgiving, at, at, like Aaron's just being like, please, would you want time? Let me be myself. That's Three Doors Down. That's not Creed. Like, I am the happiest girl in the world right now. Barstool Finger Sports 11, just tweeted. Daughtry, Switchfoot, Tonic, and Big Wreck. On select dates, joining the band as well. You guys, like, <laughs> I'm so excited. We're seeing them in Wheatland, California, which is like somewhere near Marysville and Yuba City. We're going to be reliving some version of this, except hopefully oh, without the wow. car breakdown and getting rescued by a guy in a Camaro with a mullet named Earl. I swear to God, he was like, "Call the auto shop in the morning and tell no him Earl sent you." Like, <laughs> that's incredible. This is the best thing that has happened to me in ages. Yeah. Can you take me higher? <laughs> uh, I want to make an arms wide open joke, but it's like that it's too small for the moment. The the moment is too big for that. <laughs> you can make any joke you want because they're cool again.
<laughs> welcome, welcome <sighs> back, Creed. You never welcome went away. back, and, and you've they did been reunite. In Molly's heart, like they did, like the summer of '99 tours and have Scott Stapp and Mark Tremonti as a whole band. Oh my gosh, they're that is the best. Man, my eyes on. We're going to be like they're not a Christian band, and everyone around us is going to be wearing crosses, and we're going to be like I don't care. <laughs> doesn't Cousins. matter. Like they're everywhere. Kirk Cousins from the Vikings gave a press conference where he was like, "Yeah, we're two and zero when we play Creed in the locker room before a game." <laughs> like they're everywhere. They're I'm everywhere. Not even making this up. Yeah. Okay. They're a thing. They, yeah. This means Y two K is now the dominant uh, gestalt, right? Because we're Creed is bringing us across yeah. the '90s bit and '2000s barrier. Yeah. Absolutely, because it was uh, the summer of 99 tour is what they're recreating. Yep. Also, Techno mentioned yep. the Discord points out 20 plus years, and I don't think I've ever heard Molly fangirl this hard. <laughs> Unless you've heard her talk about Creed before. No, you have not. <laughs> now you know. My little soul has been bared for all of you. This is the most vulnerable I have ever been on the show. That's awesome. <sighs> Offy right. James. Next up, Corn Revival. Yes. <laughs> Ew. Um. <laughs> Well, my friends, uh, please, please support Molly and support Creed. <laughs> Get your tickets now to the summer of 99. Tour. I mean, fast. if you can, because they're gone. They're probably gone. Yeah. Uh, shall we yeah. Uh, that now get to the other things in our feedback at it's a thing me segment? Edmund let us know that we totally nailed it. Thank you, nice. Edmund. I was listening to episode 290 while making dinner tonight, and I finally got around to searching to see what that Koss bag looks like and found this Vogue article, Koss Quilted Crossbody Bag Fall 2003. As usual, you guys are on top of it. Uh, not you guys, Tom. Like We have to give Tom all the credit for this fashion thing. Well... And and by Tom, you mean Eileen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I do. But either way. But we were walking it. around Seoul and every vendor on the street had that cost bag or, you know, a version that looked yeah. like the cost bag uh, for sale. So it was like drilled into me just like, oh, yeah, that, that thing is very much a thing. I mean, it's crazy, too, because this Vogue article is from, did you already say it's from the 21st? Like it's from like yeah. one minute ago yesterday. We are on it. I want the mini bag because the 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 big one is oh, really yeah. big. Yeah. All right. Jeremy uh, writes in with a Christmas question. I really enjoy the podcast and it keeps me from looking like an old out of touch fool. <laughs> Yay. That's what we're here for. Jeremy. That's what we're going for. I keep seeing this and I need a thing formation. Are the old 70s and 80s plastic light up Christmas decorations a thing now? I've been seeing them everywhere. Think plastic wow. yellowing light up Santas and the snowmen in front yards that punk kids would crack by kicking them when it got too cold. Are you noticing this as well? Thank you. Loving the show from Eternal Summerland, Florida. Oh, my gosh. Whoa. The picture of Santa that he sent is a picture of the Santa we had. We had a it's snowman and a Santa. Yeah, totally. like I have not noticed these, but I bet I will now. And I'm very excited for the idea that these are back. Me too, because this is so cool. I mean, it's one of those things where you just look at like I look at this and I feel at home. <laughs> I just feel comfortable. Yeah, yeah. no, that is, that <laughs> definitely means Christmas. Just looking at that thing. Oh, yeah, that's incredible. Uh, and Jennifer, thank you for connecting the docs. Jennifer writes, Dear Molly, Tom, and Rich, hoping to help illuminate two of your recent things. I wanted to share my perspective on macaroons and young people having less sex. All right. <laughs> okay. Tell me more, Jennifer. That's a, that's a combo and a half. 
I believe the rise in availability of macaroons is due in part to the fact that they are naturally gluten-free, which is a big deal and makes them more universally accessible, as well as their long shelf life, actually, fridge life. Then the fact that they look pretty doesn't hurt and yum. As for the reduction in sex in young people, I attribute it to two things. First, a significant percentage of young people are on anti-anxiety or antidepressant meds, which have a big effect on your sex drive. Second, laptop use is reducing fertility in males, or there's a strong correlation. So yikes, I don't see it as restraint or good choices, but possibly a decline in overall health. I'm a child and teen counselor and am concerned. Love the show. Love you both. Producer Rich Note. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch, indeed. The laptop thing, I think, is Oof. what we're responding to. The la- these are, yeah, we have not evaluated these statements. I don't know anything about the laptop thing, but the anti-anxiety and antidepressant meds makes a, pr- a lot of sense, actually. Yikes. Well, gee, if only there was an anti-anxiety medication that also increased your libido. Ashwagandha. Dude, dude. I mean, do we or do we not solve every problem? Thank you. In this That's show. That's what we're here for. Just Doctors get some creed tickets and put them in those gift bags and, you know, ashwagandha <laughs> for the kids. We're doing uh, it all. Fantastic. I Thank would you, like to uh, say that I didn't, I haven't, I didn't, I should have taken a photo when I was in store, but I went to Costco like a dumb on Tuesday where I almost died and I bought a beautiful package of macarons for my Thanksgiving day dessert oh, table. Very nice. Yeah. yeah they really perfect. are. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> They're perfect. They're everywhere. I bought some fancy ones for a party. Over the summer, I think, and I've never seen anything go faster. Yeah. So, because yeah. they're small. So people are like, mm-hmm. oh, I could eat that. Yeah. And they're pretty. And they're, and they're cheerful. Tasty. I know. It's so many good things. Thank you, Amazing. France. And thank you, everyone, for the emails. Feedback at it's a thing.me is where you can send us your requests for thing formations, your thing spotting, uh, re- inquire about applying for a THD. Mm-hmm. A doctorate mm-hmm. of thingology. It's a it's a high bar, but go for it. Yeah. And thank you, especially to those of you who support the show at patreon.com slash it's a thing. And most importantly, those of you who support us at the shout out level, because that led to the iconic uh moment in which the shout outs were set to creeds higher lyrics, <laughs> that's right yeah <clears throat> which if, is amazing support us at a particular level you too could be part of such iconic moments we might just sing about it or work it into a 16th century english text i mean mm-hmm. anything could They're happen done. yeah you never and know in fact today's shout outs i love are based on a wire cutter article about gifts for people who are always cold <laughs> So many things to love about this. <laughs> Would you like to read the intro? <laughs> sure. I will read the intro. Uh, here we go. Chances are there's a Mike Akins in your life who sets the temperature at 75 degrees Fahrenheit and still wears multiple layers into the early weeks of June. If you're looking for a gift that A.J. Venturella will want to reach for whenever they shiver, from plush Morris Jones and toasty Kevin Sill to heated James C. Smiths and thick flannel Benjamin Forrests, these picks will keep them cozy. Number one on the list, a clever Lara Abel. Mm. Number two, a base Eric Duncan that can pass for a regular Joe Hood. Number three, Jake Woods on the cheap-ish. Four, our warmest Valor trucks. Five, a deliciously soft Brian Gianfrancaro. Six, heat up your Gabrielle Cohen in style. Seven, a wearable Audrey Stoll Adler spot bag. And eight, 
Louis St. Amour for a toasty night's Lee Price. Ooh, I feel cozier already. <laughs> Me too. It's I, the most wonderful time of the year. It really is. You just have to keep them toasty. I also love that what is happening right now in the Discord is people being like, can I get that link though? Because uh, my girlfriend is always cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just do, do, do a search for that if, you, if you're not finding the link, but we will try you to didn't put it in there. But it turns out that that, by the way, is a, a pretty evergreen gift list. As I put those words into DuckDuckGo, I got lots Lots of recommendations. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I, I think that's a rather common situation that people I are think in. It, I think it might be. Thank you so much, uh, patrons. Thanks for supporting us at the shout out level or any level, patreon.com slash it's a thing. If you become a member of It's a Thing, you can join us uh, every week in the Discord, chat along live with your fellow fans. You also get an ad free RSS feed and more. Indeed. And keep those things coming to us. A feedback at it's a thing.me. You can also support the show by buying some things through our affiliate links. Look for those in our show notes or at our special shopping page. It's a thing.me slash shop. Shopping. Happy Thanksgiving Bye, once more and see you next week. Can't hold it back. Gonna break down now. Can't hold it back. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.